couple of weeks ago. I read a story in the news about a man who developed what was called an uncontrollable Irish accent. <laughs> this guy was born in North Carolina in the States and he lived in England for a while but he never visited Ireland before. However, when he started treatment for cancer, he started speaking in an Irish accent. And he continued to speak that way for the rest of his life. So another case of what's called foreign accent syndrome. And it's just one of the transformations that can happen in people's lives. There's another guy called Derek Amato. He suffered a major concussion when he dived into the shallow end of a swimming pool to catch a football. But when he woke up in hospital, something was different. He discovered that he suddenly was good at playing the piano. He'd never played before, couldn't read music, but he could just sit down and improvise the most amazing pieces of music. Please don't try that when we go through the swimming pool. It won't work for you, so don't, don't give it a go. Things can happen that can transform our lives. But nothing compares with the transformation that happens when we meet Jesus. We're going to read this morning from Acts chapter 16 and verse 11 to 15. And Lorna's going to come and she's going to read for us now. Thank you. So it's Acts 16 verse 11. So it says, From Troas he put out to sea and sailed straight through to Samothrace. And the next day he went on to Neopolis. From there he travelled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to stay at her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Paul and his team were on their second missionary journey. They'd just been directed by God to cross over into Macedonia in modern day Greece and share the gospel for the very first time on European soil. And as usual, Paul was very strategic about this. Whenever he entered a new region, he would head for the population centres, the largest cities. So when Paul came to Macedonia, we read verse 12, he headed for Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And unusually, when he entered into a new town, Paul and his team would head to go to the synagogue. He believed that those people, the Jews who were meeting there, were the ones who should hear the message of Jesus first. And they're probably more ready to accept the message of their Messiah. But there was no synagogue in Philippi. And so on the Sabbath, verse 13 says, We went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. And it was there that Paul first met this woman called Lydia. 
Lydia was a successful businesswoman. A dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, it says in verse 14. Thyatira was an area that was famous for its dyes. So Lydia was presumably the Macedonian agent of a Thyatiran manufacturer. And purple cloth was really expensive. It was a, a luxury item. So she would probably have had considerable wealth. She certainly had a big enough house to host not only the members of her household, but also Paul and his team. But Lydia was much more than a successful businesswoman. She was described as a worshipper of God here in verse 14. She knew that success and wealth were not enough. So she longed for more. She was seeking God. She turned her back on that idolatry that was rampant in her culture and she had decided that as a Gentile she would believe and behave like a Jew. So each Sabbath she went to the river to pray with the woman who gathered there. Our Roz too has a heart for prayer. We're beside a river today but it's usually on Zoom that Roz eh, meets with a group of women to pray on a Tuesday evening. If anybody wants to join her, men or women, you're all very welcome. And you just get the Zoom codes and you can call, eh, join in and pray with her. So Lydia was there as usual on this Sabbath day. But that day she heard something new. An impactful message. When Paul and his team turned up, verse 13, they sat down and began to speak to the woman who had gathered there. Now I know that some people condemn the Apostle Paul for being sexist. They think his teaching uh, displays a derogatory attitude to women. But that couldn't be further from the truth. In a culture where men, especially Jewish men, would never have talked to a woman in public, even if they were related to her. Here Paul and his team sat down with this group of women and spoke to them. Of course he was just following in the footsteps of his Lord. Because Jesus was also one who expressed that same love and same value to women throughout his, in his ministry. But Jesus was not only Paul's example to follow, Jesus was also Paul's message to share. Now, our passage in Acts doesn't actually tell us what, what Paul said that morning. But we know from elsewhere what Paul's message always was. He wrote to a church in a neighbouring town, We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. That was Paul's message wherever he went. It was all about Jesus and how he died on the cross to pay for their sins. So that if we put our trust in him, we can be forgiven. Completely and totally. We can be declared right in God's sight. We can be brought into God's family. And we can know that we're guaranteed a place in God's heaven. Of course, Paul knew many people had a problem with that message. 
was a stumbling block to the Jews because they just couldn't get their heads around the idea of their Messiah hanging on a cross which in their minds meant he was cursed by God it was also foolishness to non-Jews because they couldn't get their minds around the fact that a God would suffer didn't make any sense to them but this was the message that Paul always shared because he believed that this message had the power to change lives Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of God and Paul believed that this message can save anybody's life this chapter that we read from in Acts records Paul speaking to two other people in the city of Philippi one was a slave girl who was demon possessed and she was her suffering was exploited by her owners by, by getting her to predict people's fortunes but Paul cast out that evil spirit in the name of Jesus Christ the other was a hardened jailer who was awakened from his apathy in the middle of the night in the middle of a violent earthquake and Paul's message to him was believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved Paul's message was the same wherever he went for the successful and the religious for the enslaved and the oppressed for the cruel and the hardened they all needed to hear the good news about Jesus that Jesus died to set them free and that's the message that's going to be demonstrated by Rosie's baptism this morning as Ros goes down into the water then goes under the water and then comes back out of the water she will picture the core message of the gospel as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that Christ died for sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures but in a baptism Ross is going to do much more than just present this picture of the gospel she will also demonstrate her part in it Lydia listened to Paul and his team as they told her women's prayer meeting about Jesus and verse 14 says the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message there were no fireworks no amazing miracles no blinding lights or visions simply and very quietly the Lord spoke into Lydia's heart and she accepted the truth of what Paul said and she put her faith in Jesus it was a, a quiet thing that happened and yet the transformation in her life was immediate 
The Bible says that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. doesn't matter who they are, what they've done, what they haven't done in their life. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And so at that moment, Lydia was saved. Her sins were forgiven. God declared her righteous in his sight forever. She was adopted as a child into God's family. The Holy Spirit came to live in her life. And her eternal destiny was changed as her name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That is the miracle of salvation. And it's the miracle that Roz has experienced in her life too. As she's told us about this morning, over the last couple of years, the Lord has opened her heart to the gospel. And she has put her faith in Jesus. So her sins are forgiven. She has been adopted into God's family. And today she's going to declare that in the same way that Lydia did. Verse 15 says that Lydia, she and the members of her household were baptized. That's because in baptism, as Romans chapter 6 teaches us, Ros will declare that she has been united with Christ, with united with Jesus, in his death and his burial and his resurrection. So Romans chapter 6 verse 3 says... All of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Ros will go down into the water to declare that through her faith, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for all of our sin. He took the death sentence that she deserved. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 4 goes on to say, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. So she will go right under the water as a declaration that our old life under that condemnation of sin is dead and buried and gone forever. Never again will she experience separation from God. And then Romans chapter 6 verse 4 concludes in order just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life. So she'll come up out of the water as a declaration (coughs) excuse me (coughs) as a declaration that she's been completely forgiven and that she's entered into a brand new life. She's going to the water to see her sins have been paid for through Jesus' death. She'll go under the water to say that they're dead and gone forever. And she'll come out of the water as a picture that she's now living a brand new life with Jesus. Now of course, today is not the day that Roz is going to be saved. That has already happened when she put her faith in Jesus. But this is the declaration of our faith. This is the the public witness of what has happened over these last couple of years, privately and invisibly. And it's a faith that she shares with Lydia. And a faith like with Lydia has changed her life. After Lydia was baptised, she demonstrated that change by opening up her home to Paul and his team. 
Verse 15, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And the remarkable thing is that Paul accepted this invitation. Because previously when Paul was a Pharisee, he would never have stayed in a Gentile woman's house. He would have looked on her as an outsider, as unclean. But because of Jesus, they were now brother and sister in Christ. They were now united in one family. In one body, they were now fellow members of the church. And that's a reality for everyone who trusts in Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 says this. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. All the differences, all the barriers, all the prejudices in this world don't matter anymore. Because faith in Jesus brings us into a relationship with God as our Heavenly Father and other believers as our family. And so as Rose is baptized, she is declaring that she is part of the church. Not just our little church here, but the worldwide community of everybody who has put their trust in Jesus and now has that certainty that they belong to God. They are part of His family and they are heading for heaven. And as we witness this, Today, those of us who are her brothers and sisters in Christ, we will celebrate with her all that God has done in our life, all that God is doing, and all that God will do too. And we'll rejoice in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that's been at work in her life and that has united her with us together as one family. For that gift is not just for a few of us here this morning. God loves each and every one of us. So if you haven't experienced that transformation that Roz and Lydia have, then please don't delay anymore. This day, this day could be the day that you choose to respond to Jesus. That you accept Him as the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life. And then you too can experience this miraculous transformation. The transformation that only Jesus can bring into our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for what Jesus has done in our lives. We thank you for his incredible love for us, his unconditional love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you for his willingness to take upon himself our sins, so that we could be set free, so that our lives could be transformed. Father, thank you that you did this work, amazing work in Lydia's life all those many years ago. Thank you that you've done this work in Rosie's life. Thank you you've done it in many of our lives, Lord. Not because of, of what we've achieved, not because of what we can do, but simply because of your amazing grace. 
A grace that we've accepted through simple faith in you. So Lord, we just pray on this day. If anyone is here this morning and hasn't yet put their trust in Jesus, Lord, that you will give them that gift of faith. That you will open up their hearts to this message, just like you did with Lydia. And you'll help them accept this. And put their faith in Jesus and know this amazing change that only He can bring. Father, we just thank you for this a wonderful gospel. Thank you that we can stand in this today. Thank you that it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Lord, we just thank you and praise you. I want to worship you and glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.